What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your boy, Emmanuel, back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. And today's podcast is brought to you once again by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash sx. S-N-D-L-S. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, if you still have one. So, um, yeah, man. I want to welcome you all back. Um, This week, another monologue style. um, And I will be basically coming back to um, information regarding how... People of color, non-white people, um, should react. Just a few suggestions when it comes to interacting and encountering white supremacy or suspected white supremacists. Um, the book is called the book that I've been reading and that I'll be kind of reading from today, and on the on the backdrop of a, a current event that just happened, um, is is titled "The United Independent." Compensatory Code System Concept by Neely Fuller Jr. It's an amazing book. You can um, purchase it at www.producejustice.com. That's his website. Um, and you can also get it on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. But it's the same price whether you get it from Amazon or from his website. So you might as well get it directly from his website. Um, so that he doesn't have to give a cut to corporate America, you know. So um, this this book is very eye opening and it makes clear a lot of things that we perceive uh, and some things that we just don't even think about. But some of this stuff, especially if you're you're black in America, um, the things that he talks about, the racism and the white supremacy, he, we all have gone through it. So we we identify with what he's talking about. But he puts everything and he defines everything so clearly and so logically, it's powerful. So the way he starts his book off is, if you do not understand white supremacy, which is synonymous with racism, what it is and how it works, everything else that you understand will only confuse you. Once again, if you do not understand white supremacy, what it is and how it works, Everything else that you understand will only confuse you. And that is a passion of mine. I've been doing a lot of studying on race and, and, and racism and now white supremacy, which is basically the same thing as white racism. And any person that is not white, especially black folks in America, we have to understand what we're up against. I might sound like a broken record because I, I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. We have to understand what we're up against because once you fully understand and you're fully cognizant of what's going on and you're reacting from a logical place and not an emotional place or just being surprised or caught off guard, if you know what's coming and you know how to act when it before it comes when it comes and after it comes 
then the outcome will be much better than what we're seeing. We don't have control over everything. We can't control someone's thoughts. We can't control someone's actions. We can't make a racist to not be racist. They are who they are, right? But if we encounter a suspected white supremacist, we should know how to operate. Now, this week, and today is May 23rd, 2018. That's what that's our point of reference. I don't know what time you're hearing this, but that's our point of reference. So I'm going to, um, let me see if I can turn this off. So I'm, I'm gonna play a little clip of a young man. It's going on all over Twitter right now. Um, a young man that was pulled over in his driveway, right? So the cop, what did he do? Pulled him over and said he had a broken tail light, you know, classic um, police harassment type tactic, you know. So it's a black guy. Um, it sounds like and it looks like I, you can't see the girl's face. I couldn't tell if that was her hand in there, but I think he has a, uh, a white girlfriend or maybe she's Hispanic. She doesn't sound black. I know that may sound bad but i don't know she doesn't sound like whatever she she could be but i don't know. but the girl is is recording and um and showing her boyfriend getting detained and eventually thrown out the car so one thing that nearly fuller breaks down in the fifth area of people or activity which is a uh, law um he talks about quote unquote police officers or what he likes to call law enforcement officials um, this is what Neely has to say about police or law enforcement officials. So what he says is avoid using the term police to describe any person now in existence. Use of the term enforcement official to describe any person who uses force to enact the will of those who have dominant power. Never refer to a police officer as being a racist. So he's going somewhere with this. Let me read that over again. Avoid using the term police to describe any person now in existence. Use the term enforcement official to describe any person who uses force to enact the will of those who have dominant power. Right? So that's what's going on with what we call our police forces. They are... Um, enforcement officials that use force to enact the will of those who have dominant power. Who are those that have dominant power? The white supremacists. Okay. Um, so never refer to a police officer as being a racist. That's just another whatever. So um, so let's get into his definition of police. So he says police are people who seek and find truth. And who use truth in such a manner as to produce justice and correctness at all times and in all areas of activity. Racists, however, are people who practice white supremacy. White supremacy is the promotion of falsehood, non-justice and incorrectness based upon factors associated with the color or non-color of people. Uh, so that's once again, I love how he all throughout this book. He'll be very repetitive and give you that definition of white supremacy as the backdrop of what he's trying to get at. So once again, he said racist 
are people who practice white supremacy. White supremacy is the promotion of falsehood, non-justice, and incorrectness based upon factors associated with color or non-color of people, right? So I'm going to, let's see. So let's, let's go on with his logic. So we talked about police. Uh, and he talked about enforcement officials and those definitions, right? So according to compensatory counter-racist logic, it is important or it is impossible for a white supremacist to be a police officer and for a police officer to be a white supremacist. Let's run that back. According to compensatory counter-racist logic, it is impossible for a white supremacist to be a police officer or for a police officer to be a white supremacist. Okay. The correct term for a law enforcement officer who practices white supremacy and or or i.e. racism is called a suspected race soldier, a suspected racist or suspected white supremacist. So that's how he refers to law enforcement officials that are unjust. Right. Um, so he says, while in the presence of law enforcement, um, and in general interactions with them, do the following. I'm gonna let y'all guess what he might say. First things first, I'm gonna play a little bit of this clip and I'll get into what he says. And this, I'll, I'll kind of sum it up, honestly. What he says a lot when he's just in general interviews is don't fuss, don't fight, don't flee. When it comes to um, interacting with, with a suspected race soldier, uh, uh, incorrect law enforcement officer, don't fuss, don't fight, don't flee. That's the best way to stay alive, right? Um, so I'll give you the audio of the young man and his interaction with the police. Record this. I'm at my house, bro. Out of the vehicle. Record this. Record this. No, bro, I'm not. Record this. Sir, why, sir, why does he need to step out of the vehicle? I'm at my house. Because he's not cooperating with me. He keeps trying to get out of the Sitting in the car, the police officer is grabbing him by the arm right now. Police officer has his arm, has his hand on the, the gentleman's arm, the black black man's arm the whole time as he's sitting in his car. And he throws him to the ground. Of course. Okay. Some of that sounded pretty crazy. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, we, I don't think we as a community teach, especially our young men, because we, you know, black boys, black men are the target are a prime target for these suspected race soldiers. So 
we have to we as a community have to do a better job of educating our boys and our men and each other of how to interact with the police there is a great way to do it that will hopefully cause at least harm now you cannot once again you cannot change a racist heart you can't change their intentions you can't change who they are but we got to know what we're up against we have to know what we're up against so what mr fuller what nearly fuller jr suggests is while in the presence of law enforcement and in your general interactions with them do the following be as calm and as courteous as you possibly can sounds like decent advice right answer all questions in a manner that is calm and constructive if you are not absolutely certain of the answer to a question say that you are not sure do not use any profane language and do not do anything or say anything that may cause a greater problem don't fuss don't fight don't flee okay don't fuss don't fight don't flee i want that to ring in our head simple instructions we know what happens when we come up against a suspected race soldier a suspected racist a suspected white supremacist law enforcement officer don't fuss don't fight don't flee right um some some more advice that nearly gives i mean because you heard the struggle with the young man he's talking back not to say that he don't have a right to speak his mind he has he has a lot of rights on paper right he has a lot of rights on paper but in this interaction in the system of white supremacy we know it's not the same for us as it is for them and if you if you think that it's the same for us as far as how we get treated prosecuted and whatnot then you just live in that's that's just delusional because we've seen it throughout history time and time again we get treated differently we get prosecuted differently police off police officers get prosecuted in a way that's much different when it comes to us as opposed to when they mistreat others right so some more advice from nearly fuller he says if you are confronted by a suspected race soldier pretending to be a police officer immediately go into danger mode regard yourself as being captured and completely helpless as a prisoner of war as a prisoner of war it is best to act as if you are a soldier captured in a greatly fortified enemy territory if confronted by a suspected race soldier consider yourself as being captured because you have been as a non-white person in most situations you are regarded as a criminal a dangerous animal an enemy soldier an escaped convict a savage etc your existence is in danger and that's the thing that we have like that it, it shouldn't be any question we should know that in this system of white supremacy 
they are looking at us and they are categorizing us a certain type of way. And they'll go to court and say, oh, I, I fear I feared for my life. I, I, I swear, you know, it was this big black guy. And they and the jury were like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it's a big black. Guy. I'd, I'd be scared too. look, look he's six foot, uh, 250 pounds. So we got to understand what we're up against. Don't be surprised. We got to stop being like you. It's, it, it's dumb. It's insanity to, to think that we are past. Racism. What in history has told you that? What out like what outcome are you seeing? What outcome are we seeing? What information or what lies are we telling to ourselves? How are we deluding ourselves? You cannot be surprised when racist, i.e. white supremacists, start white supremacizing. They've been doing this for hundreds of years. The government, the systems that are in place are designed to protect their actions and their ideals. So once again, we got to understand we are we have to think in that situation. I'm a prisoner of war. I've been captured. I have little to no rights. They can kill me with impunity. If I do any little thing, if I make any little move, they can kill me. They can go to court. They can testify and say they fear for their life. Oh, I thought he had a gun. That's it. That's all they have to say. And at the end of the day, when it comes to these interactions, what do we want from these interactions? Do you want to sound like you're smarter? Do you want to want to make the officer feel bad? Is that going to do anything for you? No, we, we, you just want to go home. At the end of the day, I just want to go home. Okay. Now, it may take a little bit longer for me to go home because this suspected race soldier has pulled me over and wants to harass me. But what's the, the, the best way to increase my probability of going home and not being killed on the side of the road in this interaction? Is have the right frame of mind. Don't fuss. Don't fight. Don't flee. OK. Just know that this officer. In most situations is regarding me as a black man in America instantly off the jump as a criminal, as a dangerous animal, as an enemy soldier, an escaped convict. Or a savage. That's how he is looking at me. That's how he's looking at my son. That's how he's looking at my dad, my uncle, my cousin. That's how he is looking at us. He or she is looking at us. So once again, man, we got it. We have to. We have to operate when it comes to these situations from this point of reference. We have to. I know I said this is a suggestion. But we cannot continue to be surprised when the same thing keeps happening. Stop believing the lies. Oh, it's going to be better. Oh, we're, we're making progress. No, we're not. Everything is still happening at the same rate that it was back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Every decade it's the same. Even in the 90s, NWA was telling you F the police because they was roughing niggas up in the hood. And now the only difference is. We got phones with cameras. We got Facebook Live, you know, um, so I didn't want to be too long before y'all. I don't want to be too repetitive, man. 
But once again, my black folks in America, my people of color, man, even Hispanic, I mean, they, they looking at us very similarly. Just like I played last week, you know, um, President Trump is calling immigrants animals. You know, like, like I said, he called them animals. This book was written initially in the 50s and it was revised in the 60s and 70s. But even back then, 40, 50 years ago, what he's writing, what he what he wrote is still relevant in 2018. So that's why I'm saying like there hasn't been much that's changed. Everything that he wrote pre-civil rights is still applicable pre and just freshly post-civil rights is still applicable in 2018. And things aren't changing for the better in any type of fashion of quickness. Okay, so let's be aware. Let's keep our head on the swivel. Let's not be surprised at racism, but let's learn how to counteract it so that we can go home to our families. Let's not be ignorant. All right. So I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I believe next week's episode, it will definitely be back to our regularly scheduled program as far as um, a dialogue situation. Um, I would say what the next episode is going to be, but I'm recording it at such a pace that I don't know which ones I'm going to put out in what order, you know what I mean? But I promise y'all I got some good stuff coming. Um, so, and I got a special, special guest, uh, got a podcast collab coming up, you know what I mean? So, um, y'all stay tuned, stay locked in. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Grace and peace, peace and prosperity, all that good stuff. I gave you the oh, hit me up on Twitter if you got any questions or if you want to dialogue. Hit your boy up at SXSNDLS on Instagram at SXSNDLS. My personal Instagram, Emmanuel since 85. Um, on Facebook, just my government, Emmanuel Williams. All right, peace out. Hit a voice set up unacclaimed, yeah. Hit a voice set up unacclaimed. Maybe that's a taboo. Maybe it's a fad, but maybe just in fact, I was used to wearing bad shoes, uh. Nike socks, Birkenstocks. Oh, what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed. Uh, hit a voice set up unacclaimed, yeah. Hit a voice set up unacclaimed. Maybe that's a taboo. Maybe it's a fad, but maybe just in fact, I was used to wearing bad shows. Bad shows.